Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I've been teaching film studies at my local college for about six months now. Since I got my degree, as well as teaching classes, it's a part of my job to lease out cameras to the students and keep track of which cameras are available and which are leased out. This particular story is a few weeks old, but now I feel safe to talk about that fateful night. Since the theory part of the course is to be taken in July, we encourage the students to finish their practical work by mid-February. From Christmas onwards, cameras were being booked non-stop. By the third week of January, every camera had been lent out for the weekend. Okay, so not exactly every camera. You see, we have 20 cameras, which are numbered 1 through to 20, and all of those had been taken out. But we had bought four new cameras at the same time. These had come on Wednesday and hadn't been leased out yet. We gave them these numbers, 21, 22, 23 and 24, They were all on my desk when I left my office on Friday night. Upon returning to work the following Monday, all was how it should be. Except for one thing. Camera 23 had strangely gone missing. Now I knew no one else had entered my office over the weekend. Everything was as I left it. Except for the missing camera. And having bought the cameras out of my own budget, I was the only person who even knew about them. I was going to surprise everyone and present them at the staff meeting that morning. But instead, I guess I was going to have to explain the apparent theft of camera 23. We all expected someone to come clean eventually. After all, our only suspects were film students, not international jewel thieves. After a stern word to each of my classes about the importance of returning equipment, all 20 cameras were back in my office by the end of the day. The following weekend, all 23 cameras still in my possession, including the three new ones, They were all borrowed and promptly returned on the Monday. Camera 23 had now been gone for a week. We all agreed as a department we were well within our rights to check the CCTV footage from the weekend the camera went missing. I stated my intentions. I told my classes that day that I'd be the one checking through all the footage. 
I gave my students one last chance. And as had been the ritual for the past week, every single student denied being the one who stole the camera. At the end of the day, I was given the relevant security camera disc by the caretaker. 4pm Friday before I left until 10am Monday after lessons began with a direct view of my office's front door. When I got back to my apartment, it was just starting to get dark, so I poured myself a glass of wine, booted up my laptop and put the camera disc in. The camera showed a normal quiet night on a Friday and no life anywhere on the Saturday, except for the members of the youth club simply walking to where they were meeting within the college. Nothing weird happened until I skipped to midnight, between Saturday and Sunday. Suddenly static filled the camera's vision as if it was an old VHS camera. The static engulfed the screen for about a minute before it faded out into a rather peculiar image. A man was now staring directly at the camera. He was black in his late 30s and was bald. He had a heavy set face, but I couldn't tell if he was obese or not because I couldn't see his body. It was like a mugshot, but slightly closer up. He had demotic yellow eyes and a fat, downturned nose that looked like a lemon. But the most disturbing thing about him, apart from his icy gaze, was the fact he had no mouth. It wasn't even like it had been cut off. He literally had no mouth, as if he was born that way. It was scary enough that someone had tampered with the CCTV footage to show this disturbing mute. But what I heard next was the single worst sound I heard in my life. The sound of breaking glass made me scream like a demented baby and covered me from head to toe in red wine. I was more scarred than I'd ever been. Slowly, I turned around to see that my window had been smashed by a blunt object, which I immediately found on the floor. It was a heavy camera bag, with the number 23 written on a custom label. Camera 23. I was relieved as I was scared at that moment. I checked inside the bag for any signs of damage. Strangely, the camera was in the exact condition I'd bought it in. Well, except for one thing. Strangely, the camera was in the exact condition I'd bought it in. Well, except for one thing. The college doesn't provide SD cards to the students nor did the camera come with one. So I shuddered when I opened the camera battery pack to find the SD slot had been filled. It was a regular 10-speed SD card. Thinking it could be evidence to catch my assailant, 
and still scared by the sound of breaking glass and wet with red liquid, I popped the SD card into the front of my laptop. I opened the DCIM folder to find three QuickTime files. Apprehensively, I double-clicked on the first file. The video began with a shot of an apartment building. After about two minutes, the camera began to slowly zoom in on one of the windows. The window looked into the bathroom. A young woman was taking a shower. I stopped watching out of pure disgust when I began to hear animalistic breathing from whoever was filming. My stomach churned as I came to the realisation that the camera had been stolen by a voyeuristic pervert. I was about to contact the police when, against my own better judgement, I realised I had a moral obligation to review the other two videos. Luckily, the second video was slightly more innocent. Slightly, anyway. It was the same young woman from before, sitting on a sofa, this time fully clothed. Specifically, she was wearing an old band t-shirt and a denim skirt. She was talking about her life into the camera, being asked questions by a sleazy-sounding man from behind the camera. The disturbing thing was that while the content of their conversation was perfectly innocent... The video was set out like one of those interview segments from the beginning of online porn films. I thought little of that as the video ended. I opened the third video and what I saw disturbed and shocked me out of my fantasies. The young woman was now tied to a table, naked, with a single burning light glowing from above her. She was screaming at the top of her lungs. Most disturbingly, her feet had been cut off with some sort of sharp object. Bloody poles replaced them as she continued to scream in agony. Then the front door opened from the other side of the room. An obese, dark-skinned man walked in. I felt a sharp pain in my neck for a second as I realised it was the man who stared at me before. He had the same piercing eyes and lack of mouth. Shockingly, he seemed to be wearing severed feet on his ears like antlers. I froze when I put two and two together. What kind of perverted madman was this? I noticed that he was naked also. And the next thing he did scared me like nothing else could. I vomited. I vomited, tore the SD card out of my computer and drove with all the speed I could muster to the local police department. A few days later, I got a call from the local chief of police. He said that the young woman, who I won't name here, she was reported missing a few weeks earlier. I was told that she was later murdered in the video. 
that her family was distraught but thanked me for helping uncover the mystery of their daughter's disappearance. I attended her funeral on principle and met with the family. This was no happy ending for them though, but I was humbled to have helped them achieve a degree of closure. A few mysteries still remain, however. The young woman's body was never found, and the investigators involved were never able to identify the house that she was being interviewed in. The mystery that plagues me, though, is that the police still have no record of an obese, mouthless black men with shocking yellow eyes. I'm worried this man, should I actually be calling him that, but I'm worried that this man is still out there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.